It's time for another power-packed episode of Headspace with Dr. Mike. Each week, Dr. Mike is committed to addressing real life, sometimes polarizing and controversial issues, while offering practical and informed insight. Listen in as we discuss hot topics that matter to us and the communities we live in. What's up, party people? It is Headspace with Dr. Mike time. Welcome, everybody, to Headspace with Dr. Mike. Here we are on our Saturday recording day, episode two, season two, the double twos. We are excited. Definitely want to give a shout out to our live audience, as well as those who are tuning in via our podcast. Uh, We love having you as listeners, and we do not take it uh, we do not take it um, for granted that you all have decided to spend some time with us. So we are excited. Definitely want to give a shout out to Elevation Global Media. And, uh, you know, they are our partners and they take very good care of us. And so we love y'all. And uh, who do we have in the studio today? What's up, Kevin out of Denver? Who we got in the studio today? What's up, Chris? What's up, everybody? Top of the morning, top of the almost afternoon. It's still morning somewhere in the world, right? That's right. <laughs> and then we have the beautiful Crystal out of KC. What's up, girl? Hey, how's it going? It's going well. Good to see you. And then, of course, we have the queen of Headspace with Dr. Mike. We have Christy Baldwin. What's up, Crystal? Good morning, fam. So glad to be with you today. And, and Mason, intern, Mason's here too. I'm here to say our intern Mason. Yes, working hard. And uh, he has, he, I'll tell you what, we were have always have, we have our pre-checks before the show and he was letting us know his thoughts on the subjects that we're going to be talking about today. Yes, he has a lot, of, a lot of opinions like his mother. I'm just saying. So mm-hmm. yeah, we got all that. And then of course we have our producer for the day, Crystal. Thank you so much for all that you do. Y'all, let's dive in. We got, y'all, there's there's a lot going on, y'all. Lots going on. So first of all, y'all, we may be going to war. Oh, we're going to start heavy, huh? So we're going to start heavy and work our way up the light. I don't know know how much more we're on the, the, the headline says we are on the brink of war. What the, what? Can somebody explain to me, uh, excuse my ignorance to begin with, but can somebody explain to me why we care about what is going on in Ukraine so much? Well, or is that the war you're talking about, Mike? Let me make sure I'm I'm on the right That's I mean, there's, there's a lot of wars going on, but yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. What is the American interest in this, in in Ukraine? Why, Why do we care so much? Well, I think first of all, Ukraine is an ally, right? Aren't they like they're like our alliance. And then also, I think the issue of Russia, I, I think anytime Russia like decides to flex its little muscles, well, big muscles, because they they they, 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 right. they got some big guns. <laughs> <laughs> um, anytime you try to flex their muscles, um, I think that that's the issue. Okay? So, <laughs> so I'm sure there, I'm sure there's pieces of that. I mean, it's just then it's just, you know, we we can't let Putin be a bully. So I think that's the bigger issue. Um, and then also, I mean, we have interests over there. Like we have Americans, like lots of Americans in the Ukraine. So you always got to be careful. No, I understand. I understand. We have Americans everywhere. I meant, was it a resource thing 
other than them being our ally, our allies. Because, I mean, I don't know, man. We just got out of a war. Well, not got out of it, but we just pulled, I don't know how many thousands of troops out of a war. So that what? We can go put them on the borders of Ukraine? All right, I'm done. That's my soapbox moment. <laughs> I no, it's I like, it's like so. Mike said. I feel it's like, no, we're the bigger bullies. You want to be a bully? We'll show you how to be a bully. Like, that's all it is basically i'm how can we bully somebody that is over there pushing buttons and shutting down the things that we do over here like if they we can try to be the bully but if they decide to cyber attack us again then i mean aren't we kind of haven't we been shown to not be as big and as bad as we thought we were well that oh, is time to time again but we, we still think what you gonna say christy no no i just said facts it, you I mean, know, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's it's scary. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you know, God has not given us a spirit of fear, um, no, but you know, it's I'll, I'll say it's concerning. It's very, very concerning. Uh, we just continually find ourselves in these positions, and having allies is important, not just for the sake of those who are our allies, but I mean that we're allies for, but the people that you know, we need allies as well around the world. It's Especially considering, like Chris said, the that we're vulnerable in in so many ways, and I think that if the United States would uh, have have done in the past a better job of concentrating on correcting things here, then we would not be as vulnerable in in many ways. I think uh, that's a direct connection. You know, we're gonna it, it might not be a direct link, but indirectly. America's first original bloodiest sin of slavery, it connects to everything. And uh, yeah, it, we, we're going to get what we put out there. It's a law yeah, of reciprocity. No, I, I, I appreciate what you're saying. That It does go into um, another piece of, of the pie is what is it that, you know, what we talked about last week, what are you sowing, right? You keep mm -hmm. sowing these seeds of discord, eventually it's going to reap a harvest of discord, right? So I think that there is something to that. Um, one thing I think that is very fascinating, and you know, people like to talk about we're in the end times and, and that sort of thing. Um, from a biblical perspective, um, a lot of people know that America is not named in the Bible, right? Um, America is just really not named, but China and Russia are. Um, I believe it's Gog and Magog or some sort. And so one of the things that you just see is seeing this happen I'm sure to some degree, there's a part of like, oh, wow, is this the beginning of the end, right? You know, um, Russia, you know, showing their dominance that will show forth. And what does that look like for America? Does that mean that America is not going to be here during the end times? I don't know about that. Although, you know, some I had listened to somebody, he, one of the things that we would, in our conversation, we were talking about how in a couple of years, America may be in its own civil war. And we could actually implode ourselves, you know, with just how things are going with the elections and all that other stuff. So um, first of all, because <laughs> I don't want to be flagged, I don't want anyone thinking that we're fear mongering anybody. We really are just trying to have a conversation to understand what's really happening. But um, number two, you know, these are all just opinions. Like I don't I don't have a crystal ball and know exactly how things are going to play out in the future. But the book of Revelation does talk about what the end times looks like. And when you look at the geographical names of the, 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 the countries and stuff, none of it equals out to be United States of America. 
just saying regional, you know, regionally and demographically and that sort of thing. So um, I think more than anything, listeners, it's important for us to kind of pay attention, just pay attention to what's what's happening in the news. This is something that, you know, Russia always, you know, flaunts a little muscle. You know, I say little muscles, but they're big muscles. They, they kind of do that. I think that that's a part of the game. Um, one of the things about Putin is that he's a former KGB officer. And so he was all about the Soviet Union. So you got that, right? Mm-hmm. So I say, let's just watch it and see what happened and just really pray for all involved because mm-hmm. um, this is this is pretty scary. Um, you know, it was first thought that they weren't going to do anything until after the Olympics were over. But now a, a bulletin has just come out advising Americans to leave within the next 48 hours. So um, that's that's pretty scary. I don't care where you're sitting at. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're dealing with nuclear powers and that sort of thing. Uh, Anyway, nonetheless, what else is happening in the news, y'all? We had a situation um, in Chicago. What's happening? What's happening in Chicago? Everything happens in Chicago. (laughs) Like what's not happening in Chicago (laughs) is going down in the shop. There was a a woman who, yeah, what was it, Christy? You're shaking your head. Yeah, um, uh, uh, African-American woman who in 2000, February 2019, actually, uh, will come this third year anniversary. Mm -hmm. uh, She was in her home. Mm -hmm. She had just gotten home from work. She was changing her clothes from her work clothes to something comfortable. And the, the Chicago police busted through her home. They got a tip from a an informant they gave him the informant gave him the wrong tip and they came in her home she was not dressed she was nude yeah mason she was she was nude and she um they they handcuffed her and left her nude for 40 more than 40 minutes. minutes yeah yeah wow. and and uh she, so she sued uh and um she was what she wanted <laughs> was for the officers to be fired what yeah. she got was two point nine million dollars. Not saying that that's a a bad look, but that's not what her uh, de- definition of justice was. And um, you know, uh, can you imagine being in your home and and being that vulnerable? And she she said the biggest thing for her was other than obviously feeling like she could have died in that moment because that's just how the world is these days. They shoot mm-hmm. first, ask questions later, but also. That she was literally saying, "Can you? Can I please put my clothes on? Can you please cover me?" And they were ignoring her. She just felt invisible. So, isn't that how black women feel many, many times in this world that we live in? Wow. Yeah. I'll just wow. leave that there. Wow. Her, her name was Anjanette Young, and um, they were the police. What do you say? They were responding to a, a, a something, and yeah. they in the wrong house. Oh, yeah. And they had a bad tip. Oh, the person they were, they were serving for was a in warrant. The apartment over. Yeah, they were serving a warrant for a person that was in the apartment next door. And I, okay, so I'm reading this. They said that the person they were looking for had a ankle bracelet, like had a, a monitoring. Yes, it just gets uh, worse. <laughs> did we not pay attention at the briefing? Like, what 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 reports were we looking at? You could just check your phone with the GPS on and be like, oh, one more over. (sighs) Take you 45 minutes. 45 minutes. She said, I live alone. She said, I live, y'all watch the, you got to watch the footage of it. Um, She said, I I live alone. Like no one's here. She had just gotten in from work, was changing her clothes. Oh, 
And it's not like it's a huge apartment, you know? Like if you live alone, you have a one bedroom apartment, how how much do you have to search? For 45 minutes, it takes you that long to go through a whole entire apartment? Oh, I don't know. Well, I'm just praying for that situation. I, I'm praying, I'm praying for I just all this talk about, you know, defunding the police, refunding the police, all this other stuff. I think people have missed the point of what the purists are trying to say, right? I, I can't I can't speak for the people that are on the fringes. I can't speak for them. Like I, I get it. There's always gonna be some miscreants that that want um, you know, what they want. You know, they want anarchy and that sort of thing, or they don't want the government to reach into things. But I think the vast majority of people just want to be kept safe and want things to be equitable and well, actually they want things to be equal, right? And you know, that's a systems situation. Like that, that is just a a systems violation. Like, how do you not have the right information to do? And I mean, I get it. People make mistakes. And so, but just to shrug it off as just that it was a mistake. I don't know. That's just rough. But that's I mean, part I think of the problem. They tried to cover up the fact that it was a mistake. They didn't want to even the mayor. She and, and look, y'all, the mayor's black. So I'm not going to just sit here and just try to defend her. She denied knowing anything about it. And then it was revealed through a watchdog organization or I think a third party um, evaluator that she she did know. And they were trying to cover it up. I mean, come on, y'all. Let's get this together. And then you wonder why people don't trust the government. Ugh. And or then the I feel. Oh, go ahead. Or the police, yes. I'm, and I just say that because, honestly, not to say that the situation um, isn't going to affect her, period, once it happens. But, I mean, if you could have just had the decency, any of those, I think it was 12 officers, any of those officers could have made sure that she was at least not new. You know what I mean? At least not in her most vulnerable state as a lady and as a person. Like, no person wants to be new. And especially a lady in all of these men sitting around i think the fact that the the inhumanity that was shown to her by all of those officers is the issue and is the issue more often than not than when we're talking about police like before we get to their actual actions it's like you have no humanity and 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 it goes back to you know how we vet these people to be in the positions that they're in anyway yeah amen uh -huh. oh, my goodness mm -hmm. well um my prayers are for anjanette young um, yes, she has $2.9 million. Now, when things like that, do they, does that get taxed? I'm not trying to be funny. Good question. Probably. Yeah, or the lawyers get part of it too. You, you agree in the beginning that they're going to get a certain percentage and it's a large percentage. Sometimes it's 30, 40% of whatever your winnings are. It could be more, especially if they took the case on without her paying, you know, in the beginning. So, um, yeah. I also want to speak to the fact that, um, it doesn't even bring up the psychological um, aspects of so many times like black women, we don't, we feel like we aren't seen. We could be fully dressed, full face of makeup and an outfit. And then you're like, oh, nobody pays me attention. You know, especially if you're older and you're single, you're like, nobody cares about me anymore. And then to be naked for 40 minutes plus, yeah. and there's 12 men in the room and you're still not seen and you're not heard. Yeah. Like the psychological ramifications of that is more than two point nine million dollars. Yeah, like and it wasn't just it wasn't just Caucasians in that room either. Yeah, um, there were there were a couple of men of color. I guess there were no women that could have been participating in this raid. I I have so many questions. I have so many questions, and 
my prayer is just with her and her 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 mind um mm -hmm. that the lord would send something that would send peace to her through the situation because this is awful and, and while she has while she has that money that's definitely not going to take back um what happened so and that's not what she went in there to get she said she didn't nope. want money she nope. went for them to be fired yeah you know and that yeah. wasn't done and so it even now it's like she wasn't hurt before yeah and then even even though she won she still technically wasn't hurt yeah mm. well we're gonna have to stay tuned and follow this uh follow this because um we we also still have the situation in minnesota where there was a no-knock warrant issued and so there's just still this the same stuff going on just a different day right to that end, let's go ahead and take a quick break, and then we're going to come back with a heads up. 2020 gave birth to a lot of endeavors. Here in 2021, everyone has had to get in touch with their inner producer. Our man Garrett Brace is one of those guys you need on your team. We at Headspace with Dr. Michael clients of his as he ensures all of our audio files are crisp, clean, and cool. If you have any audio, video, and even lighting needs, hit them up at G Walt Services on Instagram. Remember, G Walt Services, servicing all your audio, video, and lighting needs. Well, it is Valentine's Day. Actually, that's not till Monday. Um, but it's the weekend of love. <laughs> you know, whenever we have uh, that, you know, this is the first weekend where everything, let me tell you something, I'm trying to figure out where to, Take Chevelle for dinner tonight because all the restaurants are already well, unless we want to do an early lunch, and that's just not possible for us. Nonetheless, um, one of the things that kind of came to mind was and it came to some conversations I was having with some friends about um they were talking about their job and they were talking about their just how unhappy they are in their current situations. And one of the questions that I threw out to them was, well what happened to your love? Like, where's your love? What, what is it? What is it that you love? What is it that you have passion in? And their response to me was, what's love got to do with it? Now, what was funny about that was initially I went back to what's love got to do, got to do with it. You know, mother Tina, Tina Turner used to sing that song. What's love got to do with it. But then the more and more I started thinking about that, I reflected on uh revelation uh, two back when John was addressing um, the lukewarm churches. And one of the things he said to them was, you know, you need to go back to your first love. You need to go back to um, that time when you first found Christ and you you were excited about the relationship that you had formed with him. And you were excited about all that he had done in your life and, and all these things. And in order for you to really be able to carry out the mission of what you're called to carry out, which is but revelation is to spread the gospel and spread the love of Jesus. You got to go back to your first love in order to be successful. And that really stuck to me because it reminded me of a time back during my first job out of college. And I loved it. To be honest with you, I thought that it was going to be like my career. Like I was going to be a lifer. I was going to do it for 20 something years, 30 something years, because I just saw endless opportunities. And I want to say year five, I, I got into and I was talking to my best friend and I just had nothing nice to say about the job. And he said, I need you to go back to your first love. And I said, what do you mean? He said, I need you to go back to when you loved that job, when it was something that you were passionate about. Like you had so much vision and zeal and you were just excited about doing it. Like you would wake up in the morning and 
you would love doing it even if you weren't getting paid. And, and to be to be fair, I was not getting paid that much to do this job, but I didn't even pay any attention to it because I loved it so much. And I thought about that and realized that that was for me the turning point of when I realized, you know what, it was time for me to move on to the next thing because I no longer had that 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 zeal and that fire to do what it was that I was doing. Now, I want to make sure we're clear on something. I do not believe in, I'm not one of those people that believes in just like, if, if, if you were in a job, you liked it, but then one day you wake up, you hate it, you just quit. I don't believe in that. I believe that there is something for um, some loyalty. I don't even want to call it loyalty, but just I feel like you kind of have to go through all seasons of an experience before you can make a, a true judgment on whether or not it is something for you. Um, and when I say seasons, you know, you know, for us, we have a year where you go winter, spring, summer and fall. Um, but I think that in order for you to really get a good sense of it, you kind of got to go through the first year because you're learning it. Then the second year to kind of implement what you learn. And then the third year, I think that's when the third and fourth year is when you can really make a determination of whether or not this is a fit for you. That's just this is Dr. Mike talking. Right. But with that, one of the things I want to encourage you all in is I want you all, especially those of you that seem unsettled and whatever it is you may be doing, um, you got some ideas that you had along the way and you seem to be a little unsettled now, I want you to think back to your first love. What was it that drew you to that situation? What was it that actually made you decide this is what I wanted to do? And by the way, this is not just about jobs. This is also about, um, you know, maybe it's about relationships, right? It's about um, uh, your your personal um, escapades, escapades. Did I say it right? Yeah. Your personal endeavors. Let's do that. <laughs> um, maybe it's just about, um, you know, uh, it could be your professional life, whatever it is, maybe a business that you want to do. Go back to your first love. Think back to the day when you first discovered that it was something that you could do. I remember when I first discovered that I could be a public speaker and get paid to do it. Like I could actually make a career out of speaking. And I remember how excited I was about the fact that I could actually spend the rest of my life not necessarily hating my job because I was doing something that I love. And I'm not going to lie to you, the jobs that I the job that I actually have now that actually pay, you know, my full time job. I love it. Like it 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 has its moments. Don't get me wrong. It has its moments where it's like, mm, yeah, <laughs> I don't know about this. But for the most part, I can honestly say that I get to get up every morning and do something that I love, right? Which is, is teaching people, which is helping them learn something, sometimes things that they didn't know that they needed to know, um, helping them um, be able to do their jobs better and ultimately being able to help other people uh, pursue their passions and their purposes. Um, but you know, I'm not gonna lie to you, There, it, that was a journey, that was a process to get there. So with that being said, you may be asking, what's love got to do with it? I believe it has everything to do with it. Um, now. At some point, we're going to bring on a relationship counselor because we're going to talk about that because I do also have my feelings about um, romance and love and that sort of thing. But that's for another day and another time. But for this, as it pertains to just our lives and our lives journeys, let's think back to uh, our first love. And to that, that is my heads up. the Headspace with Dr. Mike show on all social media platforms at Headspace DM. We want to keep you up to date on all of our hot topics and keep the dialogue going even after the show. We also value what's important to you and your community. DM your show ideas to us on Instagram or Facebook. The next time you log on, you may hear Dr. Mike discussing the very topic or issue close to your heart.
All right, y'all. How y'all feeling? Y'all doing good? Y'all have a good uh, mm -hmm. good break. Hopefully, my heads up made a little more sense. Um, and what's love got to do with it? So before we go, because we, you know, today is Valentine's Day, and we always like to talk about some things with Valentine's. I, I got a question, and maybe it's just me. Why is there so much vitriol about the mask? Like we're, you know, I don't know how things are for you in, in Missouri. Crystal, but for us here in Maryland, the numbers have been going down. Maryland actually, I think, um, has really done a lot of good, great things. Like we have over 80% um, of our adults are vaccinated. And I mean, there's a lot that 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 happens um, here as it pertains to, um, to COVID. So I really, to be honest with you, don't have that many complaints um, about how, I mean, little, every little here's and there's, but I mean, I think it, it is what it is. But one of the things that's really kind of striking me is there's a lot of, we got to get the kids out of the mask. We got to get the kids out of the mask. We got to get the kids out of the mask. And what is that about? Like, I'm maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm not understanding and seeing what the issue is. Um, somebody help me out. Oh, well, I can't help you, sir, because we're in the same, we're in the same boat. I, I can say this as an adult, mm -hmm. I will be very, I will be thrilled the day we can put those fires in, I mean, put those masks in the fire mm -hmm. and burn them uh, because, you know, it's not the most comfortable, you know, mm -hmm. you would prefer to breathe in fresh air, right? you know, constantly, yeah. but if it is helping, which it seems to be, yeah, and especially in the schools where the students are in classroom settings, it's closer, you know, proximity to other students, then... What is the harm in, in wearing the mask in public? You know, I just, I don't understand what, until we get to a point where it's not necessary, let's just keep going. If the numbers are going down, that's a good thing. Let's make sure they stay that yeah. way. Yeah. Like, do we want to go back to where we were at no. the end of November? No. Like, I get, I, I, I got the, I got when people were upset about the, the shutdowns. And I think... Mm -hmm. We had gotten to a point now where we've seen that the shutdowns weren't as effective as we had hoped, right? They they really didn't. Um, I think the studies, preliminary studies, are showing that the, the shutdowns weren't. They didn't do what we we want. They they uh, said that it only saved. Uh, what was it? it? It was something like two percent. Right. But right. I don't care. Two percent. Yeah. I mean, I that's, don't that's care. Let's yeah. lives. Yeah. That we're saved. Yeah. But well, anyway. I, listen, people are still dying from the COVID. I mean, they still are dying and they really are. I mean, as long as people are still, and this, this is not like, um, what was it? Encephal what was the, the mosquito thing? The thing with the uh, Zika or something? Zika, like yeah. There was Zika, but then it was something that was happening here in Maryland. There was a, um, a few years back that people were getting it from the mosquitoes. Um, I don't know, but it's, it's not even at that point yet. It's <laughs> not the mosquito. What you say, Krista, Christopher? What'd you say, Chris? No. West Nile. That's what it was. West Nile. The West Nile virus. My internet connection is bad is what I said. Oh, got it. <laughs> um, the West Nile virus. And so I just, I, I'm just fascinated because, and then I, I even was trying, I've been trying to search for, do we have any studies yet that are showing that the kids are really, are really um, like their, their performance is not where it needs to be, that their health has gone down because of it. And it's just inconclusive. Like, there's nothing that says, to be honest with you, there's nothing, to be fair, there's nothing that says either way, right? And so my opinion is, if it's if if there's a, a small chance that it's helping, 
then let's just go ahead and keep it. Let's let's keep what we're doing and, and keep it going. I know for our house, our son's going to be doing it. But the part I'm worried about now is now when people decide that they're going to do it. Because I remember being in Ohio a few weeks ago and people were giving me the side eye because I was walking around with my mask on. So, you know, knowing what we know about little kids, um, what we know about little kids, is this going to be more a, a situation of bully folk? I think that everybody having to wear a mask kind of actually alleviates that because everybody has it. My personal my personal thought is that we as adults are projecting things onto our kids like we typically do. Well, my thing is I don't have any children. So, um, but from my perspective, it is that the children are the ones who aren't vaccinated, right? Yeah, I mean, so... as much as adults, yeah. Yeah, so if they're the ones, they're not even allowed to get. How how old is it that you have to be to get to get it? Uh, what is it? Five to tw- I think five years old and above. Because yeah. I know my son has it. He got mm-hmm. he has both his shots, and he's ten. So yeah, I think it's uh, anybody five and, up. five and up or yeah. six and up, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So then there's there's that issue too. What about the children who aren't vaccinated? Their parents chose not to get them vaccinated. Um, it's more of a safety precaution for them because we all know that children, they're, they're not going to wear it the whole time. They're, they're going to take it off, you know, um, but then just even before COVID with the flu and this, the, the normal common code, the children are the ones that spread it more. Listen, listen, let me tell you something. Those things that Mike will bring in this house, those, <laughs> those things look and, and Christy, just you wait. Just you wait. I know Chris knows what I'm talking about. Look, they they come home with something, then it hits you, and you up under the bed like you mm-hmm. just it's it's. it's they they don't bounce back. We ain't and they sit there like, "What's up? I'm hungry." This and you like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> they are just petri dishes. Oh my goodness, they really are. And you're absolutely right. Yeah, I just, you know, I don't know. I just, and then, and then I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm looking at the demographic of the folk that are complaining about it. I'm just like, mm, is it that you don't want them wearing it or is it that you just don't like people telling you what to do? And, I think it's the latter. And I, I, I think I agree with that. It's like, you just yeah. don't want people telling you what to do. Um, it, it could be anything. Because I mean, look, how many times have you been on a plane and you saw, and this is not trying to be stereotypical, but the Asian folk used to wear their masks faithfully even before we had the COVID. Before if we you, have, if you say, if you say the COVID one more time, <laughs> I was thinking that too. I didn't want to say it, but I was like, how old is Mike? Okay, the COVID. I said, I was going to school together, but um... <laughs> the COVID. And Kevin, thank you for pointing that out. Um, the shutdowns affected people's mental health too. More depression, anxiety. Absolutely. Like I, I don't think any of us are um, arguing that that it didn't have its impact. And I think that we're gonna have to um, start figuring out the long game. I know for me in my role in learning and development um, and human resources, we're really starting to think about what the long-term implications are gonna be. Cause we, y'all, we just went through, we're going through trauma. Like we're Mm -hmm. all going through, this is not even secondary trauma. This is, we all are going through this traumatic experience. So, um, (laughs) Chris, I like your (laughs) back. I had I had to change locations, and when you move around here, you I gotta understand. Have a mask, we appreciate no, you. Was proving a point. You That's know. what it was. 
anyway, let's let's figure out what we're going to do about this with the thing and, and just um y'all y'all I need y'all to chill out a little bit. But y'all, we talk about Valentine's Day and there's just love is in the air, but there's a little bit of controversy with the love. First of all, there's a well-renowned pastor in L.A., Noel Jones. Um, some of you may have seen him on Preachers of L.A. a few years ago. And one of the biggest sources of contention was that he was with his longtime girlfriend at the time. I mean, he was with her. I want to say he was with her for over 10 years or he, I mean, maybe not it's, 10 years. It's been, uh, at this point, at this point, it's been almost 30. Yeah. So he had, I mean, they were, they were decades together. And at the time it was like really comfortable. Like, why aren't you trying to marry her? And she was kind of playing it off as if it happens, it happens and blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what? What did he do? He did what? 72 years old. Wait a minute. Pastor, Pastor Jones is 72 years old. Google it. Oh, Oh, well, every day of it, every I, single I day. Say, I don't 72. know. So tell me what he did at seventy-two. Oh, juice. okay. So let's let's because everybody doesn't know what's going on. So uh, Pastor Noel Jones, Bishop, excuse me, Noel Jones, two weeks, two or three weeks ago, he proposed to his long-term term girlfriend Loretta uh, after almost thirty years, uh, and he did it at church on her birthday, and it was the lamest most chauvinistic most the any any adjective you could use to express how horrible this proposal was in my opinion because this is what we're giving my I mean, too. Was, my it, too. yes it was it was it was boo-boo i want to say something else it was horrible <laughs> and first of all he he pulled the ring before he pulled the ring out of a Cracker Jack box, and I, I'm a not even Jack box. that. That to me, literally, literally, he pulled it out. Of, I mean, it was a little Chris joke. Okay, fine. It's because Chris is clutching his pearls right now. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen. I can get past the Cracker Jack box. Whatever. It was the whole lead up to it was about how, oh yeah, he was like, I'm gonna take off my what was it? My I'm gonna take off my freedom coat and put on my straight jacket. Yeah, he did say that. He did. His perspective of marriage yeah. was horrible. Yeah. First of all, number A, and yes, I did say number A. Number A, <laughs> I would not be there for 30 years. You you the best you're gonna get is three years out of me without a proposal, if that's my desire. Okay. That's number A. Number B. I didn't forget my number B. I was so disturbed by number A. I, I, I just you you you're not gonna do that. And then and then the way your pers your perspective. Of the the marriage and propose it to me that way, and you said yes. Yeah, that's a little rough. It, it, you have to go. You you have to go and look at the proposal. I mean, it was just. I want to now. Please, it was. <laughs> go ahead, Crystal. I was like, it was the worst, the absolute worst. First of all, you ain't gonna use up all my pretty years, okay? I ain't talking to you for no 30 years. I said, my dating game is not a long game, okay? It is going to be real short. I'm going to cut you off, sir. 30 years? And then you have the audacity. He not once did he say, thank you for sticking in there with me. I love you, baby. You you know, you, we'd have been through some ups and downs. Nothing. Every single thing about the proposal was about him and how he was getting older and he needed somebody to take care of him. Facts. 
I mean, he did he did mention that she had stuck by you know by him, but it and and he did say you know people question you know why she would be with the older man. He 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 alluded to that a little bit. How but much older? Like, how much just, older? How much older is he to her? Like, I I want to say I I think she's in her late fifties, early sixties. And he's 72. He's 72. And my mother gonna ask this question. Was he getting the cookies? Well, now we I'm not gonna go there. Now there. I'm about to say, can he still get the cookies? It's 72. Mama Dor we need Crystal, we need a break. Crystal, we need Michael. Stop acting like your mother embarrassed you. That was a great question, Mama Dor. Let's go ahead and break real quick. We need a Our world is filled with polarizing topics that land most people on one side or the other. The Headspace with Dr. Mike team isn't afraid to take them on. Monthly, we will invite people on both sides of some of the most controversial topics from the serious to the silly to debate their positions. We look forward to charged discussions that will inform and entertain. DM your head-to-head show ideas to us on Instagram or Facebook at Headspace DM. Leave it up, period. So, first of all, before we continue, I want to know do y'all know how to behave? Are y'all gonna behave? I'm gonna be good. I'm about to feed my mom in time out because she's gonna write back pills. Oh, oh <laughs> Mama Dorsey, Mama Dorsey. <laughs> oh my goodness, I listen. listen. <laughs> Can we get her on the show? Right. <laughs> I was gonna say something else, but I'm on my best behavior. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that and that was a part of the um the conversation that they were having doing preachers of LA. Like the pastor that was like counseling them was like, you know, are y'all trying to keep the relationship holy? So, I mean, I don't know. At thirty, that's uh, listen. Well, you know what? Praise God, they are. I mean, do we have a date set yet, or are we gonna have to wait another ten years for that to happen? I didn't I know like, he was seventy-two years old. He don't preach like he's seventy-two years no, old. No, the man is anointed. Yeah, he he got he got a gift, but and maybe that's ah. Hmm. The sad thing about it is, knowing what I know, having been a preacher for as long as I've been a preacher, you see some things, and that is not uncommon. The thing about it is, it's not uncommon. Like it's actually pretty commonplace. What's not uncommon? The the length of the relationship or yeah, the, the... yeah. Okay. Some and sometimes it's the relationships that are going on while they're in the middle of other relationships. Ooh. Well, my sister who was what my sister who's watching the show, um, she said sent me a text and said apparently they're already married. That's the text she sent. They were married in secret. That's what she said. The text. I believe that because he don't like everybody to be all in his business. I, I mean, that does surprise me. I really thought that after waiting thirty years, she was going to have a grandiose, you know, she's your queen to be type of marriage. I don't know, you know, but I mean, she, she don't look a like ring she, from a Cracker Jack box. Well, listen, no, but she don't look like she's struggling. I'm, I'm sure that ugly hat that she had on oh, that so, it was worth that hat. She chose that for her birthday. Okay, can we move on? Let's move on to the next thing. <laughs> her choices are off. Okay, yeah, clearly. From the rooter to the tutor. <laughs> it was a lot going on, y'all. So I, I guess, you know, I mean, I, you know what? I'm going to say this. 
I remember one of, one of the best pieces of advice that I was given before I got married was this. Your relationship doesn't make sense to everybody. And their relationships aren't going to make sense to you. And you figure out the, how to do what you do. And if you start comparing notes with other married people, you're going to find that things are going to be a little weird. And it is funny because there are things that even Chevelle and I do that it's like I could tell other married couples, like, yeah, I don't, that, don't work, that wouldn't work for us. And then there are things they'll tell us, we're like, yeah, that wouldn't work for us. But that works for us. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So listen, I wish them all the best. Well, Mike, uh -oh. speaking of things working and not working. Uh oh. Are we going to talk about uh, the Kier Kiki shared revelation? Oh boy. Yeah. So talk to the people about what you know. Kiara shared. For those who don't know, Kiara shared is a is a part of the legendary um, Clark Moss um, family. You know, I personally think she's one of the better singers of mm -hmm. them. Um, she 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 definitely knows how to scream um, in a good way. Um, she just recently got married and. <laughs> What is going on with her? What did she do? Okay, so she she was in an interview, and the topic of her you know marriage came up because she's been married for like a year and a half now. Okay, and she she made she told the interviewer that female friends, female relatives are not allowed to stay the night at her house when they come into town. She said oh, she her, her husband her husband's female friends. Any female. Any female family or friends are not allowed to spend the night at their home. She says she will pay for a hotel room for them, but she will not have women around her husband uh, tempting her husband. I mean, is there a wait? Pause. So, like, if her, if her, if her cousin, yeah. There's, you know, Detroit, it snows a lot. Okay. So her cousin can't get out. She's not allowed to spend the night. Is the cousin a male or a female? Female. Not allowed. Oh. <laughs> not allowed. No. Not allowed. Not happening. <laughs> violation. It's a violation in her home. She said she would get them a hotel room. They would not be staying in her home. And so that is the situation that it caused a lot of conversation about a lot of things. And so here's my opinion. I believe that a person's gonna do what they're gonna do, whether you allow certain things in your home or not. If the person's going to cheat, they're going to cheat. You can bring the person in a home, not bring the person in a home, what, whatever the case may be. If that is what they wanna do, if that's a desire, that's what they're gonna do. I'm not sitting up making arrangements for hotel room. If you're my friend or family and there's room in my home, I'm going to invite you to my home. But the thing is, it's, it's the insecurity for me. It definitely is that. He must have violated it, in some major way. I can't. I'm not going to say he did or didn't. I'm just saying I'm that I'm, I'm not, I don't have to, I'm not living in that kind of distrust, distrust in my life. I can't. Rob knows good and well. I, I he, he has female friends, we call sisters that he talks to on the phone. You know, I don't need to be all in the conversation. And I mean, he doesn't hide anything. I mean, he could be in the same room, next room, whatever. But I don't need to know why is she calling. No, I don't. I can't live like that. So if you ultimately you're going to make a decision. And if that decision is to cheat, then that's the decision. And I'll make my decision. 
But I'm not going back and forth and wondering who is this, why are you doing that, who's that. No, mm -mm. I ain't got the that's energy. A lot of work. That's what Shirella says. Shirella says that's nope. a lot of work to have to do all that. It's too much. That I got to do all that. What you thinking, Crystal? I feel like if you can take them from me that easily, he's yours. You can have them. You know, like if we the. <laughs> Seriously, though, if you're in a relationship, a serious relationship, you're married, you're, that's your husband. So that means y'all probably dated, and then y'all been together for, how long have they been married? Does anybody know? Well, they got married after the pandemic. A year and a half. Yeah. A year and a half. Mm -hmm. um, but still, that if you could just walk in, spend one night, and you done snatched him from me, girl, go ahead. You can have him. Because it wasn't that serious in the beginning. I mean, like, he clearly doesn't respect you. You know? He, he's in your own house. That's that's going to happen but, just right, right there. And how hard are you sleeping? And and what are these... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Crystal has all kinds of questions. How many friends do you have? <laughs> what, what you thinking, Chris? <laughs> I'm just thinking, like... If, oh, I guess I, I shouldn't have said what I said about he must have violated because maybe he didn't and maybe it is the insecurities that, that Christy is speaking about. I, I just tend to believe that people usually have insecurities. Um, people have insecurities regardless, but then if you feed those insecurities, it gets even worse. So that was an assumption on my part and maybe I shouldn't have done that. But like, like you said, that's not going to stop him from doing whatever it is that you're trying to stop him from doing by having people, uh, you know, not stay in your home. And especially for the people you call friends and family. Like I have crystal, I have questions like crystal, like who are these people? Like who, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like if you, I wouldn't be inviting anybody to my home who I thought would even try to take advantage of a, of an opportunity like that. And exactly. if I had a significant other who I was worried about, stepping across the line like that why are we doing this at all like you can just go do that so, and you don't have to worry about what i'm doing and you know i i guess i got several questions first of all the chat is lighting up my my mother she doesn't trust her husband if it quacks it's a duck wow yikes <laughs> uh daisy brown is is agreeing with what y'all said my mom says no faith in their covenant so no. i mean there's a whole dialogue going on in the chat so uh, we appreciate we appreciate y'all. Well, y'all well, remember in Soul Food, Faith, Faith I was just saying, I was like, this is this sounds like a soul, this Soul Food and in this any Tyler Perry movie, right? Oh, see, but <laughs> but yeah. So the the dialogue, you know, surrounding this, people were posting, you know, the you know Faith, you know, a picture of Faith, and when she, what was the um sister's name? Oh, it's not coming to me. But anyway. She, you know, when she had relations with her husband in their home and she was staying there, but Faith was flaky in the, in the first part. So she was already flaky. She and was already flaky. She those roles, by the way. Like every time I see him, I'm just like, yo, who, whose wife are you cheating on today? Because he always just plays those roles real well. But that's another conversation. Um, yeah. yeah. But then so, are you um, your friends and family and relationships? Is everybody you know single? Well, that's the other thing. Like, are you worried that these people are going to come in? And like, I mean, who is it that you're not trusting? Are you not trusting your? So, I mean, what is her comment? Is is this like a is this a preemptive strike, or has something happened to lend itself to this? No, it's just something that you know she they she start the relationship off right. Uh -huh. Yeah, they just made a decision that this is well, she did. You know, this is what she's going to do in in okay. these cases, and you know, 
hey, if that works for them, then so be it. But since we're on a, a podcast radio show having a conversation about it, I'm gonna give my opinion. No, I appreciate <laughs> it. Like, I mean, it's definitely who different. they live in. Like, is it hot 24-7? Like, is everybody no, walking around in They between? live in Detroit. They live in you Detroit. <laughs> They're in Detroit, Michigan. Okay, I'm sorry. The attire that you wear in Detroit, Michigan is not that tempting. Okay. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a whole lot more to the to that story that they're not gonna share. Um, mm-hmm. because I, where there's smoke, there's fire. Oh well. On that note, let's take a break. Right. So we can cool off. Focused on photo, versed in video. For any media brings visions to life from headshots to family shoots, casual candidates to structured scenes. Our team can provide whatever you need. In Baltimore, you may have seen us at local events such as the Poly City Tailgate or the Randallstown Romp. You can find us on all social media platforms at the number four, any media. For any media, for anything. Contact us so we can create. Well, um, needless to say, I we, we're gonna have to stay. I, I, I'm curious as to what precipitated this, and uh, we're gonna see how that's gonna work. And I'm gonna ask like Dr. Phil, how's that working for you? I would like to find mm. out what's really going on there. Well, if, if, I guess for me, and I'll close out with this, close this with this thought. Um, if we're starting off with what appears to be a lack of trust then it doesn't really give us much run, runway to, to to take off on. You know what I mean? So I just mm-hmm. I think I'm just concerned about that. But if we're just really just trying to be cautious and um, I mean, there's some folk that are scandalous these days. So it may not even be about the husband. It could be about the the women. <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's a spirit of a whole lot going on, as someone I know would say. So we're going to just uh, wish them all the best. <laughs> Um, Black History Month, y'all. Black History Month. We're definitely um, in the throes of it. So, are any of y'all into the Oscars or anything like that? Like, are y'all into the you know the award season is, is starting to show up? Are y'all big into it? Yay, no, maybe so. Not really. What else? I'm like, I'm like hearing about it at the end. After yeah. that, right? <laughs> I think the Oscars probably are the most boring of all of them, well, in my opinion. Um, but I'm excited because Denzel yeah. Washington. Yes. Uh, he is nominated for his tenth, uh, which I didn't. Even re- I didn't realize he was in a movie, in a Macbeth movie, at, movie at that. Um, so I'm kind of looking for that. And uh, he is. Um, he has the most nominations of any black actor. Um, yep. So congratulations, uh, Denzel. We definitely appreciate. It. I'm. I'm. I'm happy to hear that. Um, listen, I am a huge Denzel fan. Um, being Absolutely. you know in the in the theater space myself and just the versatility of him, I think what I really appreciate about Denzel though is it's not even just his performances, but it's also the fact that he's trying to bring other people. He is mm-hmm. trying to help other people grow. Like I think about um setting you know him tr- the story of him setting up Michael P Michael B Jordan with that um has anybody seen that movie the one with him in the that he the died one, the diary of the son. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see it. Rob yeah. wants to see it. Yeah, I didn't see that, but I do. I do appreciate. You know, that was something. You know, when you when you follow the story of that, it was it was actually something that was shown to him for him to do, and he said, "No, I want to set somebody else up to do it." And so he kind of. I mean, can you imagine that? Like Denzel calls you up and say, "Hey, 
um, I, there's a part I want you to play. Mm-hmm. It was actually for me, but I want you to do it. Like that's that's pretty dope. Beautiful. That's dope, and and that's- especially when he has a son who, you know, just rightfully so, he could have thought about him first. So mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's extra special. And let's talk about his son. I mean, his son is phenomenal. Like it, it's scary. It it's really scary is. how much they sound alike. I mean, obviously that's his son, but it, it's like, wait a minute. The same thing with um Ice Cube and his son. Yes. It's, oh, that's yeah. It's, yeah, it's the old shades are crazy. That's crazy with the old shades. Yeah. <laughs> but but my thing about Denzel, even beyond his skill, like he's just a skilled actor, seasoned, obviously, actor. It's his heart, it's his spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he he is just setting the foundation. He set, he has set the foundation and is opening up doors for so many people. And that's truly his passion. And I think that's what, as you um, develop in your craft and you become seasoned, that's your job. Then you know not to take every role. You know, step behind the camera, do other things that so that you can open up doors for others. And he is taking that 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 role and and done he's just he's just great he's he's phenomenal beyond the acting skills i agree with all that uh kevin from denver said denzel is one of my favorite actors he's amazing and he asked have i seen john q absolutely several times oh um yeah several times so and then watching it having a son is a whole different it's a whole different ball game Mm -hmm. i watched it like wow that's something but then you have a son and you're like oh i mean I don't know too many dads that wouldn't have um, tried to figure out how they could do what they need to do to make sure their son gets to survive. Um, mm-hmm. so, I, that's our number one job is to protect them. And if we can't do that, you know, then we're not really doing our jobs at all. And so whatever necessary steps or measures that could be taken, I think, like you said, Michael, I think all of the all of the dads out here can feel that. I will say if Denzel's in the movie, I'm going to see it. I don't care what it is. When it I don't comes care out, what it is. About, I'm going. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. I definitely um I agree. I I think I always comment that I may not like the movie, but his performance does. You know, even when he was in Preacher's Wife, I mean, he made one best one of the best angels, right? (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, congratulations, uh, Father Denzel. I mean, they they have a lot of um, options there. There's a lot of heavy hitters because I think he's competing up against Will Smith. For his role in um, King Richard, oh, yeah. and that was. Now I might have to watch the Oscars. When is it coming on, Mike? <laughs> next Sunday. Some I don't know if it's next Sunday. Okay, I'll I, look, maybe, I think it's in March. Yeah, I think I it's think in it's March. This year. But tomorrow's the Super Bowl. Tomorrow is the Super Bowl. Yeah, I love listening to you, not sounding <laughs> bitter at all. That was great. It's the <laughs> halftime show for us, you know. Exactly. That's how I wanted the halftime show. And the um the commercials. I'm excited about the commercials. I am excited about the halftime show and the commercials. I think everybody, I, all yes, the, the, the commercials Mary are J, always great. All the Mary J memes. Oh my god. <laughs> I wish y'all have told me I'd have put my TV on the stand and did my little Mary J dance, the little kick out. Like, oh, you go ahead. <laughs> you got yeah, everybody need food? to go ahead and stock up on their ibuprofen now. Make sure you yeah. it out. In the big, in the big gay. <laughs> <laughs> and I see hot. A lot oh. of us thirty and forty. A lot of us thirty and forty year olds and fifty year olds are gonna be um we we gonna be uh stretching our limbs. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna 
I'm gonna make sure I do my stretches beforehand. I'm gonna be ready because I'm gonna get my dance on. Do you hear me? I'm excited. I'm I'm really excited about it. Um, and for the record, everybody, the Oscars are March 27th, so we have oh, a whole other month. So hopefully, okay. um, yeah. Anyway, with that being said, who y'all got for the Super Bowl? Who y'all got? Who you got, Crystal? I just told you I'm about the commercials. I don't care about the team. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, who you no, got, for Chris? Real, I'm a, I'm going with San Francisco. They not playing though. Oh, they certainly not going to win. I, it's some California team. The Rams. <laughs> the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> the Rams. Yes, the Rams. <laughs> Chris, what you think, Chris? You said, well, they not going to win. <laughs> they not going to win. I'm going to bet against you, Chris. California got too many teams. <laughs> look, look. I, I'm putting some money on that bet. Yeah. <laughs> like, whatever I got. Let me scrape up everything I got to bet against them. Yeah, I'm going to have to <laughs> That's almost a guaranteed win. Who you got, Chris? Who you got, Chris? I'm, I'm taking. I'm gonna take the LA team too. I'm gonna go with Crystal and take the LA team. The Rams, though. I'm gonna take that. Team. Gonna take that. <laughs> Who you got, Christy? I'm gonna go for the Bengals. I'm gonna keep it, you know, in our division. Uh, yeah. yeah. If we can't have it, let's have it. Let's have the Bengals. Do it. Have and the Bengals they're, they're the underdog. I'm pretty sure. So let's. I'm always rooting for the underdog. I'm I'm with you. I, I want to see the Bengals do it. I, I want to see the Bengals do it. I what I do appreciate now that we're not having to we're not playing them now. You know we're not their opponent. Watching their demo, I love the youthfulness of their team. Um, they actually remind me of what we were hoping we were getting when Lamar kind of took the helm as the as the um quarterback. Just the youthfulness of the team, and you know they 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 they're a family and they really are trying to work together. So I've I've been admiring that. And um, I, I kind of like I kind of like Joe. Um, I'm not going to like him, you know, after the Super Bowl. We have to play them two times next season. But um, right. for right now, you know, I'm, I'm rooting for the Bengals. Plus, you know, that was home for me for 13 years of my life. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, shout one quick who day. And that's all you're going to get from me. Well, everybody, let's go ahead and uh, just thank you all for just tuning in today. Thank you, team, as always, for just being the rock stars that you are. Uh, thank you all for hanging out with us. I wish you all many of God's blessings and his peace that only he can provide in the midst of everything, both now and forever. Until next week, peace. Thanks for tuning in to Headspace with Dr. Mike. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to follow us on social media at Headspace DM to continue the dialogue with other Headspacers regarding today's show. Everyone is filling their Headspace with something. The question is, what are you filling yours with? Tune in next week. <laughs>